0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Are you ready? Then brace yourself. Let's go. It's time for the Bill Kasky Podcast, a weekly show carefully crafted to help you grow your skills and your results in business. Now, here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, Bill Kasky back at the Bill Kasky Podcast. I am so glad to have you today because we are going to speak about a topic that is on everyone's mind all the time. It just never ends. And that's the topic of prospecting, business development, building your pipeline. Mm -hmm. I love that one. I am going to be doing a live YouTube training. I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. I'm going to give you a hint and some action items here today, but I'm going to be doing a live training on Thursday, May the 23rd at noon. So here's what you need to do to get uh, registered for it. go to It's free. Go to billcasky.com forward slash YouTube. Billcasky.com forward slash YouTube. And if you're on our email list, you'll get notified. But if you're not, go there, subscribe to the video channel, and hit the button, the bell there to be notified when we go live. Okay? BillKaskey.com slash YouTube. And everything will be taken care of. All right, on to the topic today. You know, when I get invited in to speak to groups or to work with a sales organization, most of my clients are business-to-business sales teams, and I work with them for a year, two, three years, depends upon how how long the engagement uh, is profitable for everybody. I always begin with this notion of what is the ideal sales process? What is it? And I start there because I always feel like if we're going to build something from scratch, why not build it to be optimized? And in the video this week and the live training, uh, we're going to get into more of this. But I want to share with you the seven elements of the perfect, ideal sales process. Number one, the prospect or suspect at this time, because you may not even know them, there, there is a triggering event. There's something that occurs. Maybe they're talking with a colleague in the business, and they give voice to some kind of pain they have, and the colleague says, "You know, you ought to call Bill Caskey, or you ought to call Bob, Bobby Smith, or you, you got to here, here's a, here's a name." So there's a triggering event. There's a conversation, or. There's a triggering event because they run across a LinkedIn page or an article that you did or a podcast you did or a video that you did, and it hits them. And it speaks directly to them at the time that they need it to speak to them. So there's a triggering event, number one. Number two, they take that triggering event and they seek or search. They go on a seek seek and, dis- and find mission. I almost said seek and destroy. Hopefully not. A seek and find mission. They may, they may Google you. They may, you know, maybe they see an article by somebody else in a national media that talks about something that you do. And then they reach out to a friend and say, hey, do you know anything about this? Do you know anybody here locally that does this? So they begin a searching process. Google is the obvious place that begins, but it doesn't have to be there. In fact, if you're on LinkedIn and you have some articles on LinkedIn, they will show up on Google. It's one of the hidden secrets of why you should be publishing articles on LinkedIn. Articles about your business, articles with keywords in them, articles that are titled the way people search. That's exactly how to get on Google is just to go through LinkedIn with good articles, good solid ones. So anyway, the point is that they seek and they search. And they're, they're on a mission to find at least some alternatives. Maybe not you. They may not be searching on you, but they're looking for information that will help them. Number three, they find and they invite. There, there's an invitation to come in or to have a conversation that they make to you. So they're inviting you into their sphere after they find you. I had a call here about a month ago. Young man who runs a company. He's got uh I think 10, 12 salespeople, and he listens to this podcast. In fact, he's might be listening now. Hey there. Uh and, and he listened has listened to it for the last few months. And something triggered him in one of the episodes, I think it was the episode on high intent selling, and he called me and said, We want to talk to you about coming in and working with our group. And we are starting uh, here in about a month working with his team on a remote basis. So that's an example of something triggered him. He reached out to me and invited me into the conversation that he was having internally. There was an invitation. He didn't technically invite me into his office because it was all done remote, but the invitation was there to come in. Come in, Bill, or come in, Mr. or Miss Vender, to my sphere of influence, and I want to share with you what's happening. Number four. There was a revelation. There was a reveal. He, he or she revealed the problems they were having, the circumstances they had, the dilemmas that were happening in their world. Remember, this is not about you pitching. I, I don't have you pitching anywhere in here until maybe step number five. But they reveal to you their issues and their dilemmas and what they're fighting against and the enemy that they have in, in, in place that they're trying to combat. And it may not be an enemy of another competitor. It may be the enemy of complacency or the enemy of lack of commitment, or maybe their sales team is not where they need to be, whatever it is, there's a revelation. Now, one tip here is that you've got to make it okay for them to reveal If you make it impossible for them to tell you the truth and go deep about what's happening in their practice or business, they won't do it. And then you'll come back to the office and you'll blame them. You'll say, well, you know what? They never really told me much and they didn't give me all the pieces of the puzzle. I had to kind of make this up as I go. No, it's up to you. It's up to you to create the environment and the conditions where they explain to you, tell you deep down what their issues are. Number five. After they invite you in, after they reveal, you go back and you think about it and you play around with some options and maybe you tell them on that meeting, look, let me go think about it a little bit. I'll come back with some recommendations. So step five is the recommendation phase where you are taking into account their circumstances, their dilemma, and you're recommending to them. Then there's engagement. Step six is just we're in business. We engage. We're We're in. There's not a long protracted proposal process and all that. And I know for some of you, yeah, you're going to have to do a proposal and it's got to go through legal and there's got to be some, some contract contractual things that have to go on and, and you have to get through. That's fine. But then there's engagement. And step seven is there, there's a, a co-appreciation. And I think we forget about this sometimes. You might say, well, this is not really a business development thing, step number seven. But we appreciate each other. Things grow in value when they are appreciated. That's the very definition of appreciate is it it builds in value. It grows. And I think we need to appreciate our clients more. And I think our clients also should appreciate us more. It's a, it's a commingling of appreciation, which makes the whole thing work. If you don't appreciate the client, but they appreciate you, it doesn't work because it's one-sided. In fact, the, the opposite of appreciate is depreciate. So if you're not appreciating someone for doing business with you and for giving them the chance to help them, then you're depreciating them. And so I think there's a a commingling of that that happens in step seven. So the bottom line of this is that if you build your ideal sales process mentality correctly, then you will be able to build the actual marketing and sales sequence and process to match up to this perfectly. So for example, uh, we're going to talk about this uh, this Thursday at noon on our YouTube Live. And by the way, if you're listening to this post May 23rd, that's okay. Okay. Go to the YouTube channel, BillKaskey.com slash YouTube. You can see the recording there. So we're going to talk about this more. But what is that triggering event? So number one is the triggering event. So how will you position yourself so that you are in place? So when that triggering event happens in the prospect or suspect's world, or where you publish something that, of course, triggers it, you're in place to do something about it. You're, you're there. You're in the game. Most of us are not in the game. We're just not in the game at all. Now, if I search on your name on Google, I'll probably get your LinkedIn profile. But if a suspect has a problem, your name is not the thing they're going to search on. They're going to search on how do I solve an accounting problem or how do I solve a sales problem or how do I solve a retail management problem in Chicago, And so have you looked at the keywords that you need to rank for? And have you written an article about that? Or is that in your uh, LinkedIn profile description? It takes a little bit of thinking from a marketing standpoint. You can't think like a salesperson if you're going to scale your business. You have to start thinking like a marketer. I'm not saying that you get away from selling totally. I'm saying you've got to change the hat you wear when you start to think about what's the ideal process that I want to build here. A lot of this is marketing. The first three are marketing. The last four are sales. So what's the triggering event? So what are you going to produce to distribute, to write, to record, to video record, to speak at. Uh, I had a guy the other day that was getting ready to speak at an event that really had nothing to do with his business. He was invited. He's a really good speaker and really good thinker. And he's going to he's invited and he's going to film the whole thing. He's going to audio record the whole thing. He's got really cool PowerPoints and he's going to turn in turn that into ninety days worth of content. And it has very little to do with his business, but the fact is he's building his personal brand. He's the owner of a small business. He's building his brand with these types of things. So the triggering event could be a lot of things. We'll talk more about that on Thursday. So once again, join me on Thursday, BillCaskey.com slash YouTube, get signed up, subscribe, hit the bell to be notified. And I will see you then. And we're going to get really deep. So I've given you the, the foundation here is this is the kind of process we want to build so that you can scale your business. More to come on Thursday. See ya. If you want more Caskey, go to BillCaskey.com and you can get on his list or set up a time to speak live and make sure you share this episode with your tribe too.